Uh, Josie, how do you pronounce your last name? Marcelino. Marcelino. I pronounce it incorrectly. It technically should be said Marcellino. That's Marcellino. the Italian Marcellino. way. I don't say it like that. Okay, so I know you were in Peru. I, I assumed you were South American. Are you? Is, that, is no, okay. I uh, yeah no. I've actually been to. God, the majority is actually South American countries out of all the places that I've traveled, but that's just been by circumstance. Okay. But no, Italy was the first country that I ever went to, and that is where my father's parents are from, and then my mom's parents are from Ireland. Like, how do you, how do you by circumstance, end up in... Are you, like, part of a cartel? <laughs> <or> are you... <laughs> I get questioned a lot at Border Patrol. Um, yeah. No, so I work in television production, okay. um, and the show that I work for is filmed all over the world. And gotcha. so uh, one of the perks is that they offer up every year usually they're like does anybody want a location scout mm. and a lot of the people that work for the company are like you know married with children and houses and responsibilities and yeah. i'm like i'm 28 years old and i can still be a little bit insane let's go let's All go right. to this you know random country and just have fun for a little bit so yeah that's what i've been doing the last couple of years that sounds very cool that's fun sick. yeah that's so sick. <laughs> i do it in the winter so that way i can escape the cold yeah yeah. So it's wild because you have a look that is so ethnically ambiguous. Thank that you. The moment, <laughs> the moment I found out that you were in Peru, I was like, "Oh, she's Peruvian." No, and I'm I, just white. Right? <laughs> I'm just white. I spent this whole week like, "Oh, it's probably pronounced Yossi." Let me get, let me, let me get, let me get really good at this J before she gets here. I was and wondering why you were. The R. I've been rolling. I've been rolling. The R. Yossi Marceline. I'm like, how do you, Yossi Marceline? Yeah. So okay. I was wondering why downstairs you were like very confused by. When when I, you were like, is it Josie? And I was like, yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> how it's spelled. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not fun. <laughs> been practicing so hard. Down, yeah. When I go to Spanish-speaking places, I always tell them, I'm like, uh, mi nombre es Josefina. That's what I say. Because uh, it's re- it's Josephine is what yeah. Josie's short for, but... They'll look at you sometimes. Yeah, like, that's what I've been practicing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we do that all yeah. this whole podcast? We can pretend that I'm yeah. Spanish. I, I did not get that good at it. By the way, never. I don't want to try it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it goes one like if they see my name down there and they don't speak any English, I will either get Yosi or Hosi, and I'm like, that's, I knew not to say that. That was it's rude. not Hosi. That seemed I rude. Promise. I was I because I consider that because you know we 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 do jujitsu so we we we're, we're around a lot of those J's, mm. you know? So yeah. I was like, don't say Hosey. She was probably made fun of as a kid because she's a girl. With I got Jose so much as a kid. Like even now, sometimes I'll go to Starbucks and they're like, Jose. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Meanwhile, Jose is like, okay, I'll let her have it. I guess <laughs> yeah. I'll order another. No, it's okay. I'll order another one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Josie, one of the things that we've been doing before we start this podcast Mm -hmm. is we've been... Do you meditate, by the way? Not as much as I should, but I do. Okay. So, we've been taking like a couple meditative breaths. Ansley has this uh, this breathing technique. It's just like a a couple breaths. Are you comfortable with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never know what somebody's ethics are. (laughs) You never know. All right. All right. So, we're going to breathe like in a box. So, we're going to breathe in for four. Breathe Mm -hmm. in. Hold it for four. Breathe out. Hold for four. Breathe in for four. Hold. Out. Hold. And we're ready. Okay. It's funny. That's actually the exact one that I do. Oh, oh yeah, nice. yeah, nice. so that's oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I always forget to let the people know at home that they should be breathing in the nose and out the mouth. Oh yes, yes. I hope they won't. You know, I hope they, I hope they, I hope they did it. I hope they did it. Next time they'll get it. All right. Well, we're ready to start this thing. Yes. All right, let's go. All right. So the chakra poppers. Once again, we're doing it once again. Ansley and Sydney, we're back. Yes. And today our guest is none other than the Josie Marcelino. Hello. Thank you for having me. Did I say that right? You did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you did great. <laughs> that would have been so embarrassing after all that. Yes. I messed it up. So, uh, Josie, are you familiar with what we do on this podcast at all? So I've seen clips of it, but okay. 
not the whole thing. All right, cool. So I'm going in a little bit blind. I we I kind of I think I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically, the premise of this podcast is to prove that anybody uh, could potentially reach enlightenment, no matter who they are, what type of sense of humor they have. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pop open your chakras and take you through the process of enlightenment. And hopefully, by the end of this podcast, something feels different. And if not, maybe uh, us doing it and the people listening at home can edge themselves closer to enlightenment themselves. Or just, just being the best us we can be. I'm into it. You're Let's into do it. it. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Man, what if she was like, fuck that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got back from, I've been traveling for like two days. Like, yeah. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm like at the right amount of tiredness. You can totally just crack into my shell very easily. This will be great. Yeah. yeah. We're invited in. Yeah. Perfect. That was an invitation. Yeah. yeah we're like vampires. Once yeah. you invite us, we're allowed. Like, you can't take that back. I love it. All right, so Josie, everybody actually gets the same questions on this podcast. Okay. All right, and the first question is just an icebreaker question. Ansley, take it away. So Josie, what situation or event did you learn the most information from? Oh my God, ever in my life? Yes. Oh no. It's just an icebreaker. <laughs> that's the icebreaker. That's, ice, cool. that's, the whole, that's global talk. warming. Yeah. That's not an icebreaker. <laughs> Damn. I think, uh, you, Okay. Well, there's two answers to that, and I'm going to go with the one that's not going to ruin all the viewers' days. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so actually, uh, relating back to travel, this was before I got this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back in March of 2020. I was traveling solo to New Zealand, and I was supposed to be over there for like another month. And then this thing called coronavirus came around, oh. which was uh, weird. And I was so like... They hype yeah. up everything, all that. It's probably fine. Um, and then I was over there, and they made an announcement on like the local news in New Zealand. They're like, "So, uh, all flights will be grounded mm. as of this day. So, if you're a foreigner, either call your consulate and get ready to shelter in place, or leave." And I was like, "Okay, I should probably go home." <laughs> so I uh, I went to the airport, and when I went to the airport, it was just absolute madness everywhere like it was just so many foreigners because it's mostly new zealand is majority just tourism yeah Um, so there were just people from all over the world and nobody really knew what this thing was and everybody was visibly shaken and kind of scared and i was just kind of isolated and by myself and i managed to get up to the counter and they got me on a flight they got me on the last flight out of america and so i was like big sigh of relief the girl beside me at the counter was French and she didn't speak a lot of English and she was like I need a ticket to Paris I have to go like and be with my sister and they were like well we have one seat on one flight left and it's eight thousand dollars and she just had her like she was clearly a backpacker and she's like I don't have that and they're like okay well then you have to call the embassy but the embassy's closed now so so now you live here (laughs) yeah get right and it just I don't know that whole like I just remember the day in that airport so vividly because it was like while there was just all this chaos around me, like I knew I was safe in that moment, but everybody else was just like scared and frazzled. And I don't know, it just kind of made me suddenly realize like, oh, everybody has basically like the same want. Like everybody just wants to feel safe and everybody wants Mm. to get home and everybody wants to be with their loved ones. And when we're all kind of like faced with this thing that doesn't care who you are, or what your background is, or how much money you have, or anything. Like, it's an illness. It's going to get you if it's going to get you. Um, It was just kind of this, I don't know. It was a very eye-opening experience to, like, see humanity in a different way, I guess, as, like, a collective. Yeah. That's also wild. It, like, seems, it sounds like it must have felt like a movie where, like, it did. You know, like like the the end of the world is coming. It's yeah. like you were like in the airport like during it. Yeah, for mm. sure. And it was things were already closed here in the U.S. because uh, it hit New Zealand much later. So I had people back home telling me like, no, like every you don't understand. Everything is closed. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> and then when I landed in LAX and there were like twenty people in there at that point, I'm like, uh, oh, it's different. Yeah. yeah, things are different now. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay, well, so normally with this, you answered that question so beautifully, by the way. Yeah, like thank normally, you. Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> normally I have to tell people after they, you know, go on their, their, their answer to, I have to ask them to distill what it was. And you already did that. Like everybody has the same wants and everybody wants to feel safe. And uh, But I will say this, I don't think embassies should ever be allowed to close. 
They no. should be 24-7. Yeah. A hundred. And I've seen so many instances now, like in, in my continued travels of like people running into actual problems with their passport or their just all of their belongings suddenly getting stolen, things like that. And it's like some of these embassies have the weirdest hours or just don't answer the phone or yeah. they're like, okay, the embassy's over here in the capital city and you're out here in the jungle and there's really no way to get back and forth other than the plane but you're going to need your passport to get on that plane and you don't have your passport and they're not answering the phone and you don't speak the language anyway. So good luck, I guess. Try calling back to the U.S., but they might not pick up because they're a government agency. And That's wild. It's my worst nightmare. It's crazy. That's why I don't leave the country. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> that, is, yeah, that is now reason number one that I don't leave the country. I will say if you're an American, you're going to have an easier time than any other country maybe canada has it pretty easy um just in terms of like the availability of an embassy or a consulate in whatever country you're traveling in but like some of the smaller countries you're just screwed they might not even have one yeah i don't i i I don't have enough travel experience to even know that the word consulate is a real word (laughs) like i I thought that was just something in spy movies i didn't know you're the only person i think i've ever heard say that movie that word out of a movie you yeah know what i mean it's like it's a uh, it's pretty wild That's have you been praise. to a lot of embassies and consulates i have not what's the con- wait hold on hold on ansley what's the consulate it's a government office where they do business the consulate is like the people that work in the uh, yeah okay <laughs> I you your representative. <laughs> yeah but i admitted it <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so Damn, I could have made anything up you there. Sure could have. Shit. You sure could have. Just monkeys. go back. Yeah, you need to start taking liberties during this podcast. <laughs> it's all on you. But uh, yeah, so you've been to a lot of embassies in. I, I have. I've been lucky enough to really not need the help of many. Um, so I've I've made some phone calls, but for the most part, like my travels have been okay and safe, and things have worked out. Um, the yeah, the most frightening experience was well. The most frightening experience that I would think would involve the embassy was uh, New Zealand and like the coronavirus hitting. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been lucky enough to not need it. But I've seen many a people come unprepared or have unexpected things happen, and then they have to call. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel the Italianness because I'm like I follow hands when people hand talk. Oh yeah, and your gestures are just Italian. Yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these, yeah, these yeah, are going to yeah, move yeah. the whole podcast. Got I got it. Also, the whole time you were talking, every time you mentioned the country, I'm like, she looks like she could be a Kiwi. She looks like she could be French. <laughs> <laughs> I get French all the time when yeah. I travel, like to the point where sometimes I'll go to like, if I'm at a touristy thing, I was in the Vatican back when I was like 16 and I brought up my stuff, which was in English. Mm-hmm. I brought up gifts to the gift shop like cashier and he started speaking to me in french and i just stared at him Mm. and he stared back and he's like okay well i guess you're not french what are you and i was like american i don't and i get mistaken for french all the time i don't know if it's because josephine is like technically a french name it is a french name but it's like yeah yeah. It's used enough. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. And, and once again, uh, just to remind people, uh, the the thing it was that she learned was that everybody has the same wants and everybody wants to feel safe. And uh, were, were there other things that you said? I don't want to uh, retard your answer. <laughs> I apologize. You're fine. No, okay. yeah. I think yeah. it's basically it. Just like once you take away all the the outside stuff and the stuff, you know makes us different in the world we all kind of have the same like inner desire Mm. and core needs absolutely absolutely well thank you for that and now we're going to get around to popping open these chakras and just to give you a heads up the first chakra the root chakra is located in and around the butthole are you okay with that what do we do to open it up (laughs) we just talk oh yeah that's fine (laughs) Only person who's asked that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, else is like, yeah, get in there. <laughs> we had a person on their knees on the chair bent over. Like, please. I brought my own Vaseline. Let's go. I can guess who that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, Ace, take it away. All right. So, Josie, how did you learn to overcome fear? I don't think I did. Mm. I think I'm still very much living with it. Uh, no, I mean, I think if anything, uh, the only thing that's helped with fear is like, Vivance or Ativan, like actually, like this is a medication, but I'm a very anxious person. Okay. The only way that I like 
I don't think it's necessarily overcoming it. I think I just sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm going to be scared through all of this, but I got to do it because I'm here. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's not so much an overcoming of fear. It's just a tenacity to bulldoze right through it. So I have to ask you, because I would say that you are kind of living my fear traveling out of the country as often as you do. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you how do you do that? That, I guess, yeah, there was initially, there was fear um, the first time that I ever solo traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, yeah, I got off the plane like three times. I hate flying. I yeah. hate flying. I'm not a good flyer. I am scared when turbulence happens, anything like that. I don't like it. Um, so I remember I like got off the plane like three times and the pilot was like, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, all right, I'm coming. And I went and I ended up, uh, you know, I've made it to San Francisco. And then before the flight out of the country, um, I was like calling my best friend. I was calling my mom. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Should I even do this? And they were just encouraging and they were like, you should do it. And I just sucked it up and went. And as soon as I got there, then I realized like, oh, okay. The hardest part is over. And this mm. specifically, um, New Zealand's my favorite place that I've ever traveled. And I instantly very much felt like I was home when I went there. So I lucked out in that capacity because if I had traveled somewhere else as my first time, like maybe I wouldn't have had that and I wouldn't have instantly felt as comfortable as I did. Um, But yeah, I just, again, it was just sort of having like the tenacity of like, all right, well, I've signed up for it, so I'm going to do it. And it was the same thing with stand up. It's the same thing with, Mm -hmm. you know, and then once you do it, you realize like, oh, the reward is actually worth it. And then that's what keeps me going back to do other things that I'm afraid of. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So can you remember a time in your life, uh, and it could be any any time in your life, but can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared? Oh my God. The most. That's hard. Because again, I'm a very anxious person. I'm scared more than I'm not scared, I would yeah. say. So yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I've probably been the most scared when not even like facing a situation more so just facing my own like there have been times where i've had to face you know mental health stuff and i would say that that's mm. scarier than anything because mm. it's like yeah i've i've sled down a volcano before that was terrifying but i could identify <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to do to me are you <laughs> i'm starting to sweat in my own house josie like what is happening here there it's is like, oh my god there is a black sand volcano in nicaragua called cerro negro and it is the only volcano in the entire world that you can actually like hop on a wooden sled and you can sled down it you can sled down like the ash like a um, toboggan kind like a- of yeah um, Acting fancy over here. <laughs> I know the word toboggan. <laughs> All right, now what's a toboggan? <laughs> I don't know. What's a toboggan with you? <laughs> yeah. um, and that, like, I was terrified to do that, but I could identify what I was afraid of to you. If you ask me, I'm like, okay, well, it's tall and it's a volcano and I don't like uh, going at high speeds and I'm terrified that I'm going to break every bone on my body or just fall to my death. Like Mm -hmm. those are all very obvious fears. Very legitimate. And I could, I could, I know how to take away any of that. And it's just don't go and do this. That's what I do. Or get to the bottom. (laughs) Like it's, yeah, there's two ways to make that fear stop. Um, But when it's your own mental health and you like, don't have an understanding of what's going on and you don't know how to make it stop. Um, especially when I was younger and I was kind of figuring out what was going on with me. Um, you know, it was like my parents didn't really have an understanding of what was happening and nobody else could tell me what was going on. So I'm like, I hope that it's like a physical ailment that you could just like take a pill and you'll be better or like just, yeah, get more sleep or something like that. Um, but when it's, you know, when it's your brain, sort of a multifaceted thing that you really got to dig into so that i would say is the scariest do you mind um is it like uh anxiety or bipolar do you mind like what no, you dealt i'll go into it i just yeah. i'm i'm an open book okay. i know that you are a comedian and you 
just seem like you're naturally a fun and funny person. So I don't want to like go too dark and like ruin your podcast and be like, what the fuck was up with that chick? No, you can say whatever you want, but we're going to be immature about it. No, that's perfect. That is how I handle everything in life. So that's great. Um, Yeah, no. So I've always had anxiety. Um, I do have ADHD. Those are the, the two things that have kind of been concurrent throughout my entire life. Um, but I also have PTSD and that started, uh, that really became activated when I was like 16 years old and I started experiencing the side effects of like what that was and I didn't have any capacity to understand it and Mm. neither did like anyone else in my family or immediate circle. So I, I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was losing my mind. Um, and I wasn't, which was great, but at the time, you know, it was like, I'm I'm really like about to snap and just lose it. Like I really thought I was just going insane. Yeah, I mean that sounds like somebody who grew up in like maybe a tumultuous family, but didn't realize how bad it was until you got older. I so my family we're dysfunctional, but I wouldn't yeah. say tumultuous. The PTSD is not from them. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah. But oh, I'm okay. So they, probably from the the number two thing that you didn't mention up front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my family like very dysfunctional, but all good people. Like gotcha. nobody, nobody in my family is like abusive or anything like that. Thank God, That's I am fortunate. very blessed with like a good set of parents and siblings and all, and you know, extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just yeah, like nobody had ever dealt with anything like this. And my, uh, like I said, my father's parents are from Italy. My mom's parents are from Ireland. So Catholic as hell, and like a Catholic stereotype is just. You keep all your problems like right inside of here and then one day you'll just die and then that's how they're solved. (laughs) So you don't like there's no talking about anything and like especially mental health growing up. That was just never something that was just that's a very like hush hush topic. So there just wasn't a lot of uh, resources. So it took a while to understand. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. And I would consider that a fear chakra popped. Yes. That was that was probably the first time that I felt my fear chakra pop at the same time. <laughs> I said sled down yeah. volcano when I watched you start sweating. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, my butt cheek clenched the chair. I was like, oh my god, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. I'm gonna move away from this question. Right, Ace, take it away. All right, we're here to the uh, pelvis chakra next. So, Josie, this is a segment we like to call my bad. It's an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. Okay. Wow. So we just got done doing Josie's Patreon episode, and it was absolutely spectacular. If you're having a good time here, you're going to have an even better time there. And I'll tell you what the title is right now. It's called Be Gay and Steal. (laughs) So (laughs) you can only imagine what that's going to be. $1 gets you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon, which not only includes the counter to this episode that you're watching right now, which we call Chakra Poppers After Dark, but we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches. Let me take that back. On world champion Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches, right? Also, be sure to check out Josie on all of her social media, and she will be at Magooby's Joke House in Timonium, uh, January, oh, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jack, with the, the last weekend of January. Yep. Right? Yeah. Check her out. She'll be there. And uh, Josie, did you have a good time? I had a great time. And you should buy the Patreons. So we opened up talking about butthole. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> it's the best. Right? And now we are going to get back to this episode and find out who or what Josie has to apologize to. Hmm, who do I want to apologize to? I just had to apologize to a receptionist in Peru (laughs) because I got very angry because I was exhausted and hungry and I kind of blew up. (laughs) Who do, let me, that's a good one. Well, now I'm jealous. You got to blow up at a receptionist in Peru. Blowing up a receptionist, that's kind of my thing. (laughs) Almost worth traveling for. Almost worth it. The Italian part comes out so hard. Like, I get very, like, New Jersey, like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, when I have to, you know, deal with somebody who's difficult in customer service, but then I instantly, I'm like, I'm so sorry. You didn't, even if you're stupid, it's not your fault. (laughs) Great line. (laughs) You know, I've been on the other end of that. I get it. Yeah. Um... Who, I think I'm decent at apologizing. I like to, I'll even take the lead on that when it's not necessarily like, 
you know, if we both need to apologize, I'll do it even if the other person doesn't because I don't like having that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I would probably have to go back to like, you know what? I know exactly who I would go back to. (laughs) There There was a girl in my elementary, middle, and high school. She, you know, kind of went the whole way. And she had some behavioral issues. And I was, like, so shy and just meek when I was younger. Like, elementary and middle school, I was very quiet. I was very, like, just introverted. Mm -hmm. Um, And her and I, like, butt heads a lot. Um, And we ended up saying some really nasty things to each other. And like I said, she, like, she bit a gym teacher once. Like, she had some... (laughs) She has some behavioral issues, um, but now I know, like, I, it was revealed later what had happened to her to kind of make her like that, and I, yeah. I'm like, oh, sh- that wasn't, I just didn't get it. I was like, you know, an elementary school student, and I didn't know what was going on with Those you. Those are hard dots to connect. Exactly. I was eight. I didn't know why she was in foster care, but she was, and uh, yeah. so, yeah. So, like, looking- She bit her parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, um, (laughs) but yeah, so I think like it would be something like that where like I, yeah, I didn't really understand what was going on with somebody, but I may have like contributed to like hurting them. So yeah, something like her. Sweet (laughs) girl. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, you you don't have to dox her completely, but does she have a first name you want to, and you can look into the camera and give an apology if you'd like to. I'm only going to say, I'm only going to refrain from doing that because I know right now she's going through a particularly hard time trying to get her children back. (laughs) You still know, like you're still aware of what's happening in her life? I like to keep tabs on people. (laughs) I get nosy and I'm like, what is this person up to? And in my hometown, it's either you're married and you're successful with a beautiful family or you are on every drug that is out there. Mm. And yeah, like, I don't know. I went to high school with a girl who's like filmed herself boofing heroin and that went viral on the internet. So Okay, can we pause for uh, one second? Yeah. Ansley, what's boofing? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got a sweater on. You look like a nice mom. And then I come in here. And I'm like, let me teach you about boofing on a Thursday. Based let me of that. I think it goes up your butt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, good job. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I do think you were leading the witness a little bit, but good job. That was a good job. I feel like Mr. Rogers, but for degenerates. All right. Well, that that's a pelvis chakra pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The apology is out there. We're not going to get too specific, but she's sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ace, keep it moving. All right, we're to the gut chakra. So, Josie, how do you move past disappointment, either in yourself or in loved ones? Oh, my God, these are so deep. Yeah. <laughs> how do I move past the disappointment? I think in other people. In other people, I just, I, I don't, I'm quick to forgive. Like, I, I don't. Mm. God, this is going to sound like the most like pretentious answer in the world. I've just been in a lot of therapy. I think now in a 28-year-old version of myself, this was not true like even five years ago. But I think now, especially with loved ones, I can kind of have an understanding of why someone is the way they are or why they do the things that they do that maybe don't jive with me or that I don't appreciate. Um and I can recognize, especially if it's not done out of malice, mm-hmm. that it's, you know, you're you're also presenting everything that you've ever gone through. And you're, you know, you see the world through your own eyes and you're going to react based on what you've been through in your life, which I probably don't know everything about. So I try to give people a little bit more grace there. With myself, I don't, I, that's hard because I don't know that I am the best at moving past that disappointment. Within my, I don't give myself the same grace that I give other people. So with other people, yeah, I can be like, you know, you've been through X, Y, or Z in your life, and there's probably more letters that I don't know about, and I'll give you some grace, unless you're being, like, a dickhead for the sake of being a dickhead. Like, if you actually are just a malicious person and trying to hurt somebody, then I don't jive with that. But if you just honestly make a mistake, or we're not seeing things in the same light, then that's okay. I can give you grace, but I have a harder time with myself. 
It takes a longer time for me to forgive my, like years. I have to essentially become a different version of myself before I can forgive the past version. Okay. That, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how you're growing from it. Yeah. Like, you're, you're learning from it and then yeah. you can be like, okay. Yeah. So you grow out of, grow out of that phase and you can look back to a phase and say, well, that was that. Yeah. So you almost are giving yourself the same grace, you know, in a sense, but you're, you're doing it in real time. Where instead of you're saying like they were going through X, Y, and Z, you're like, well, I'm different now. I was I was different then. Yeah, I yeah. think while I'm in, so I guess a good example, I've lost like 70 pounds. I used to be morbidly obese. And at the time, and since when I've like backslid or anything, like just in part of that, uh, when I've been unhealthy, I don't have grace for myself in that moment. If I'm disappointed, I'm going to be disappointed until I start making progress again. Mm-hmm. Or, until, you know, like once I lost 50 pounds, I could look at myself 50 pounds ago and be like, oh, I was doing this because of this, but now I'm better. So yeah. I forgive that version of myself. Yeah. But when I'm... Food is delicious. Ex- well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but yeah, when you're in that, I'm just like, oh, I'm just a piece of shit. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it's it takes crossing over to the other side before I can have some forgiveness. Okay. So uh, usually in this section, I always like to ask the question, uh, was there a time when maybe you did a sport or some type of, some type of performance art uh, where you had a disappointment that kind of still lingers? Well, definitely not sport. Because like I said, I used to be like 70 pounds heavier. So it wasn't a lot of sport going on. I almost didn't ask <laughs> that, that part of the question. No, I was that. just mostly asthma and, and fat. And so there wasn't a lot of sport happening. But I think, yeah, for performance, sure. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's things, um, like there's comedy gigs that I didn't get. Or like, you know, there there's definitely times that I've bombed that I've been like, should I just like kill myself on the way home? Like what the fuck? That was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for most of those, especially like for any kind of bomb, you know, then once you get back up, you're fine Yeah. again. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like still disappointments mm-hmm. in there um, where it's like, oh, I wish I had gotten that thing, but it's not like a relentless kind of beating myself up for it still. Yeah. Did you do maybe plays or something when you were younger? Yeah. 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 I was and you just kid. nailed it every time as I a drama kid. Performance-wise, there was never one where I was like, oh, that like absolutely destroyed me because I don't think I took it quite that mm, seriously. That but there were definitely things where I'm like, I want this role so bad and then not getting it in the audition and getting something else. But by that point, by the time we were on stage, I was like, well, this is my role, so let's just have fun with it. Okay, so now I'm curious about uh, what, so what was, what, you know, uh, uh, an iconic role that you wanted and then what did you end up with? All right, so back in elementary school, our guidance counselor definitely dropped acid like a lot, and he thought that it would be cool for every year the fifth graders to put on a legit Shakespearean play, like in the full unredacted Shakespearean language, which Mm -hmm. was so stupid, but so fun in retrospect. And so I, my year, we did Macbeth, a very child-friendly story. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I wanted Lady Macbeth for that. And I try, I've like rehearsed and everything else and just was practicing for so long for the auditions. And I gave a great audition. Um, but I ended up being the, uh, the, the witch that he like talks to and sees. And I, looking back, I nailed that role and I understand why they gave me that because I went into the performance, like very just loud and forward and like not shy at all and he was like oh yeah let's throw her in some scary makeup let's make her a witch but when i was 10 i was like that's all i wanted like uh. no i was so heartbroken over it is Macbeth the one where he goes crazy and his daughters have to take care of him or that's othello that's oh well i think that's othello too but hamlet he goes crazy he's like seeing his father's ghost and he's going crazy Macbeth is uh Macbeth and lady Macbeth are like yo we could be king and then they kill the king, and then somebody else takes his place, and they're like, well, I guess we got to kill, like, everybody until we become <laughs> in line for the throne, because a witch came and saw Macbeth, and we're like, you could be king. And then he told his wife, and she was like, why aren't you king, actually? I should be queen. Uh, so then they murder a bunch of people, and then they do go crazy. Um, mm. And she, like, starts seeing blood all over herself, and then she, like, kills herself, and it's a whole... 
It's a whole deal. He like can't kill the king. And she's like, you're a pussy. I'm going to go do it. And so then she's committing murder and he's talking to witches. And it, that's a lot of Shakespeare. It's just people are going nuts. Yeah, great for kids. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Uh, that That is a, uh, what are we, that was a gut, gut. chakra yes. popped open. And uh, you're How crushing many, this, by the way. Sweet. How many chakras are there? I feel like I'm winning my chakras you are you Sweet. are we're gonna have to put your jersey in the rafters there hell yeah but yeah so we that was the third and we have we go to seven sweet yeah so uh ace take it away we are to the heart chakra now so josie what have you learned from grief <sighs> yeah that's a tough one i think the biggest thing that I've learned out of grief is to voice my appreciation for people while they're here. Hmm. Um, in two in two senses, I think that's really stuck out. Uh, when I was 16, I lost one of my closest friends to a car accident, hmm. and I the night bef- the night of uh, the night that that happened, we were both working in the mall in our little small town. And uh, I really had to pee. I was like closing up shop. I was going to go out with uh, my bosses. We were going to get dinner. And I really had to pee. So I had to run to the other end of the mall. And we were both going through the service entrance. And uh, she was going one way. I was going the other. And I was like, I can't talk. Like, And she was like so excited to see me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't talk. But like, we're going to hang out because it was spring break like that was the sunday before spring break started but i was like but we definitely have to hang out like spring break i'll see you soon and i just ran and went to the bathroom and then that night like that was the last i ever saw of her um and so i think about that a lot of like damn if i had just taken like two more minutes to just i mean obviously you can't know yeah Yeah. but i would have savored 30 seconds had i known um, yeah, I have to say this before you yeah. move on because my brain is stuck on trying to make a final destination joke, but it's a final urination. But <laughs> I didn't. I, did, I just had to say it that way so that it wasn't. You, you can anything that I say. It doesn't matter how dark it is. You can make whatever joke you want. I try to get my therapist to do that, and she's just like, "How do you feel?" I'm like, "Bitch, I need to make you laugh. Yeah. Laugh at my pain. Come on. I need." I, she okay. cracks a smile sometimes. So I'm like, "I'm like winning." Final urination, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and then what was the other thing? Um, the other, when my grandma uh, passed away years, a uh, couple years later, I was 19. Um, she was in her 80s, and my dad has always said, he's like, you don't want a lot of people at your funeral because that means you outlived everybody. That mm. means you had a long and fulfilled life if it's just like, you know, kind of your, your close family at that point that's your descendants, basically. Um, and my grandma, when she was alive, it was very sad. She would talk about how like all of her friends had passed. She lost her parents very young. She lost her siblings and she lost the majority of her friends before she left or like her, you know, the people that she had kind of grown up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she died, her funeral, it was like over 200 people. And at the reception for the, you know, afterwards, people went up and spoke and every single person was equally moved by like how, no matter how long it had really been, she always sent them a birthday card. She always sent them something at Christmas. If she saw something in the newspaper that reminded her of you, she would clip it and send it to you in the mail. And everybody that talked about her was like, you know, she just made you feel like you were special and like mm-hmm. you did matter. Um, and it was just, you know, it, it didn't it didn't matter what was going on in your life. You just kind of knew that like someone out there like cared and thought about you. And that meant a lot to me, and that was really sweet. And her and I were very much like kindred spirits. So I wanted to continue to kind of emulate that. So between those two uh, instances, I've made it a point to really make sure that people know what they mean to me. That was, that was very sweet. And, and, I, and I, w- I will have to say this because I'm pretty sure you're thinking the same thing. But that kind of reminds me of Ansley's mother passed away a few years ago. And she was very much that type of magical person. Like everybody had with her like a super special unique bond that's and it was like awesome everybody had that bond and and like nobody was at the funeral of course jealous like no you didn't have it i had that you know it was like (laughs) of course you did of course you also had that right so yeah that's a pretty awesome person to be around yeah Yeah. and it's sweet when you find somebody like that because it's like the even though that it's like everybody has this special bond it's like each of those bonds are unique 
mm-hmm. in their own way. Like she, there's no two bonds that she has with somebody that are the same. Yeah. Which is really awesome. So I think that, that's mom, awesome that you had that. My yeah. mom's is going to be all pretty much the same or like similar. Like, oh, she owed me money or <laughs> <laughs> like she keyed my car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be a lot of, that's one fight. way to get people to go to your funeral. Yeah. Yeah. That's one yeah, way yeah, for yeah, a big yeah, turnout. Yeah. Hit up your, your children to see if they can get that money back. <laughs> She's owed me $50 for like 40 years. There's crazy interest on that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, people are different. <laughs> and uh, Josie, thank you for sharing. It. Yes. That is a heart chakra popped. Yes. Yeah, Sweet. Absolutely. And then uh, Ace, keep it moving. All right, we're to the throat chakra. So, Josie, what's a favorite lie that you have told or uh, extra karmic points if it's still in rotation? Dun, dun, dun. When you say favorite lie, what do you mean by favorite like, it's a fun lie, or just, like, I lied about it a lot. <laughs> like, you can pick whatever you want to share. What's a fun lie? When I was a kid, I lied about stupid stuff, and thinking about that is very funny to me. Just, mm-hmm. like, I would make up grandiose shit that I'm like, why would anybody? I used to... Tell people that my dad invented American Idol. That was crazy. That's <laughs> no, he didn't. He's an IT network engineer. He did not invent American Idol. I don't think that's. I'm a very bad liar because okay. I mostly come up with shit like that. Um, that is think, a fun lie. Yeah, that's a fun. Like <laughs> yes. those are those are fun. Um, I like the useless lies that nobody gets hurt, but it's like, you know, yeah, but- spice it up. It's also yeah. it's also fun to think like as parents, it's fun to think that like some parent had to explain to their kid her dad did not invent yeah. American Idol. <laughs> Stop. I think uh, adult lie. I I cheated in a previous relationship, and that I never came clean about that, and I felt very bad at the end of it. It was like. They didn't find out about it. Mm-hmm. And I considered, you know, with like the guilt and stuff, I'm like, I should tell them. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, if I tell them, it's it's only gonna make them feel worse. Mm. Now, if like, so what, what kind of cheat was it? Was it like a one time cheat or was it like another relationship? Wasn't another relationship, but it also wasn't a one time thing. It was probably like a three, two, two or three. We'll go with time three. thing. <laughs> we'll go with yeah, three. it's three. It was it was some more than one thing. It was a relationship that I should have been like I should have left the relationship, but I was not to excuse it. I was younger and I didn't really like you know I was afraid of actually leaving it, but mm-hmm. I had this connection with somebody else, but it wasn't like you know they were also cheat. It was a bad situation. Um, but yeah, so I ended up, I think it was like three times and we ended up hooking up and I just, I never told them about it. And then, yeah, after we broke up, like six months later, I was still racked with guilt and I'm like, I should tell them. I should tell them. Wait, and did they, your boyfriend, did they, they cheated too? He had, yeah, he had cheated previously. So you telling him could have like taken some of the guilt off of I, him? Like, like, I don't know that it would have done that. Um, cause it was, yeah, it was like, he had cheated, I think like a year prior, something uh, like that, okay. six months or a year prior. And we like got past it and I, but I didn't actually get past it. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, I had cheated. Um, and then. Okay. So I, I just yeah. want to be clear about this because I think what you, what you thought you heard, uh, was different because I think what she was saying is the person she was cheating with was also cheating on somebody. Is that what? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're okay. still in a relationship that I feel more guilty about that. I, Ooh. now I'm like, Ooh, that's, <laughs> but I also think that they might kind of know. I don't under, I don't know. I feel very weird about that. Um, especially with cheating. I have a weird online presence and I get, a lot of people all the time in just dudes in my DMs saying things that I'm like, the wife in your f- 
fucking profile picture probably wouldn't like that you're saying this to me. Mm. And there's a part of me that, like, as a girl's girl, wants to, like, message them and be like, hello, this is happening. Mm -hmm. But then I also understand that every relationship has its own different dynamic. And, like, God forbid, what if they are, you know, somewhat monogamish couple where it's, like, they have almost a don't ask, don't tell thing. And then... I'm telling and then uh, you know like I don't and I don't know and some people are like I don't know it's hard that part's hard for me because I'm like I don't want to meddle in somebody else's thing but I also if my boyfriend was doing that I would want to know yeah yeah it's a prickly if you don't mind me asking when I messaged you initially before you looked at the message where you're like, fuck, what is this going to be? No, you're a comedian. We know, we know all the same people. I okay. would be, <laughs> yeah. Also, just as a side note to you, you have the most impressive arms I've ever oh, seen on a you. person. Because you're in a nice sweater right now, but I think the couple times I've seen you in passing, you've been in like tank tops. And I'm like, I feel safe with you around. Like that's, so I think, I'm saying that to say, I think she could probably kick your ass. And I... Well, she makes me feel safe as well. That's good. <laughs> I'm very loyal for that reason alone. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, uh, yeah. Well, are you are you just still just, absorbing the compliment over here? Yes. Okay. You don't give off like I know you in person and you don't give off creepy vibes. You Thank know you for saying you're that. welcome. Yeah. You know instantly when you walk into a green room as a lady comedian that dresses the way that I do that you know who is looking for more and who isn't. Yeah. And yeah, you definitely have never given off a vibe of like, hey, oh. how you doing? <laughs> hell yeah. So yeah, when you messaged me, I was like, oh, that's so fun, a podcast. I love it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yay. Dude, some people, ironically, I mean, we'll, we'll move on in a second, but it's, mm-hmm. it's funny because a lot of, um, you know, girls in comedy who, uh, I, I mean, you said dress like you, but like some people take it as my, my as sexist towards them. It's like, uh, where I'm just like, I just don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Do, do you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of male comedians that are out there to make people feel uncomfortable or to to give them that type of attention, you know? And it's just like, I don't want to be any part of that at all. Let me make sure I'm understanding. Are you telling me that there are some female comedians that get that think that you're sexist for not hitting on them? Yes. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. It is... One of the most retarded things. What the I, fuck? I am, I, am, <laughs> I am no different to any female comedian than I have been towards you. And some of them take that as like my lack of, uh, the lack of like that type of attention. Some people get really offended by it and, they, and they're trying to connect well, the dots to what, what could be causing it. I'm not going to call anybody or like, you know, I'm not going to, that's insecurity. Yeah. Well, if you're uncomfortable by... Um, you know, the majority of dudes in comedy are creepy on some level. They're so creepy. I will say that. <laughs> it's, it's There's so many just socially inept people in comedy, and that's across the board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many creepy dudes in comedy. There's so many, there are so many people who reach out to me and are like, I would love to have you on a show. And they have never seen my stand-up. And then they get there and I do the show and they're like, that was actually really funny. I'm like, why the fuck did you book me for your room <laughs> yeah. if you didn't think I could be funny? And I know why that is. And I don't care. You don't have to book me because you think I'm funny, but you'll book me back because you think that I'm funny. Yeah. Um, I think it's a breath of fresh air when dude comics are not looking at you in some creepy kind of way or behaving in a certain way towards you it's i don't know there's there's three ways that i think guys can act in comedy Mm -hmm. towards women and that is either they are not differentiating you from any man in the room and you are just instantly a bro that's That's awesome yeah there's just very like i uh, had a roommate from comedy back when i was in baltimore he when i first met him was looking at the ceiling when I was talking. Because he's like, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I don't want anybody getting the wrong impression. I am respectful. And I appreciated that. And that's great. Yeah. And then there's, they're just, they're leering and they're staring and they're getting real close to you and you keep backing up, but they just keep adjusting their seat and they're inching towards you. So it's, yeah. I think it's a breath of fresh air when you get one of the first two. Um, Cause it's certainly not the majority. And, and, and give me, give me a second to recontextualize what I was yeah. saying about some of those. I think what it is, is I do treat them like bros and I don't think 
uh, some women really want that as much as they say they want that. And that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I think I'm mean to women. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is I'm mean to women. And they think that's sexist, those bitches. <laughs> I keep calling them dumbass bimbos and they don't like it. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, because like if I'm... if. You know, if you want to be treated the same, like as much as I would tell one of my homies to shut the fuck up that was retarded, I'm going to say the same thing to you. And I guess that is sexist to some people. <laughs> I'm sexist to women and they think it's sexist and I think that's rude. <laughs> so, you just I, dealt with your issues. Yeah, I just dealt with my issues. They're, they're right. They're actually right. Yeah. <laughs> They've been right and that's about. a throat chakra pot. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. This is great. Yes. Yes. And by the way, that's a throat chakra pot. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ace, keep it moving. All right. We are to the third eye chakra. So we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. So, Josie, what's something that you used to always think about as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned that it's really the same? Can you get a little more specific with that? Hmm. Do you have an example? Yeah. So, you thought something was separate. <laughs> yeah. But then as you get... Do you, would you like an example? I'll give you, I I would give you an yeah. example. Yeah. So uh, an example that uh, somebody has said on here, and it's an example that we always use in this section if somebody needs an example, but um, friends and family. You know, people would think that when they were younger, friends and family were two separate entities, but as they get older, they realize that uh, their friends are like their family, you know, because of yeah. the relationship that they develop with them. So, I mean, it, and it could be anything. It doesn't have to be that, but, you know. I like that. Um yeah, that makes sense. I think, hmm. That's crazy because it's like, it's such a big, all these questions are so big and so open-ended. It's like, God, the, the possibilities for the answers are just like massive. I think, um, I think probably a good example that I've found is that I think the way that you, the core beliefs that you have about yourself, mm -hmm. the way that you treat yourself, I really do think they kind of manifest and that the world sort of gives them back to you as a reflection. Um, so I think that, I think that people often see their circumstances or their outlook on life as a completely separate entity from like, how they view themselves and what they deal with on the inside. But I think they're way more connected than we think they are. I like that answer. That is probably the best answer we've ever gotten. I know. That's the new example. <laughs> that's the, Hell that's yeah. the, the new example. <laughs> Holy shit. Because nobody else is going to think that deeply. <laughs> no. That's not going to be anybody else's answer. Josie, you are overachieving. Hell yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm so, so close to winning. I can feel I mean, it. They can go anywhere. <laughs> the best answer ever. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I don't even think. I mean, that was such a good answer. I don't even. I, I don't even have any follow-ups. No, I, like, I, I want to change my life though. Like yeah. <laughs> I want to fix myself. <laughs> That's one of the. It's weird. Like over the couple of the last couple of years, I've kind of figured out. Like or I'm still figuring out my own sort of spiritual core beliefs because I was raised Catholic as hell, and then when you get raised Catholic as hell, you usually rebel against that completely. Um, and I definitely don't follow. Like I'm not religious with like following one specific teaching or church um but i do like i believe in a higher power but as i've explored like or as i've yeah as i've kind of explored like the idea of manifestation or the idea of like the connectivity of the universe and a oneness of like you know the collective being um i've kind of I've definitely noticed <laughs> that the challenges that I face in life are sort of my own internal struggles, like reflected back. Mm. Um, and that's not to say that like, it's your fault for anything bad that happens to you is like you caused that. Cause that's just not true. Like mm. there are things mm. that are going to happen to you before you have the capacity to even understand or know yourself. Um, but if you let yourself get caught into a mindset or a belief about yourself relating to things that you've been through or, um, you know the way that you view the world it, it can really perpetuate itself yeah and it, it makes it's making me uh, think of rewording 
the your outlook towards the world and instead of saying this always happens to me or, or to say like oh i have such shitty luck it's like no i am shitty luck <laughs> do you know what That's, i mean yeah yeah it's like yeah like bad things always happen to me it's like no you are bad things <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) Because I, 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 because for me, I I, I would look at it the other way because I always say that I'm the luckiest man on earth. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, I I am the luck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, uh, that made me feel really good about my life. Good. (laughs) Good. And it's like, man, like, you're stuck with me. (laughs) It's like, what do you, what do you, how do you contextualize that? Well, you are the, luck okay so i'm yeah. stuck with luck i just wanted to hear a compliment Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a that was that was awesome sweet yeah that is a man i feel like minds were blown here that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. goodness gracious that was worth the price of admission this is a free podcast <laughs> all right ace oh, well that's a third eye chakra blasted wide open yes <laughs> good yes. lord and ace take it away all right, we made it to the crown chakra. We did All it. right. So last question, it's a two-part question. Okay. So Josie, what is one thing that you want to give up and why, and what would giving it up mean? I, I mean, I would love to give up uh, my anxiety. I would love to give up any remaining fear that kind of holds me back. Um, and giving that up would mean that I'm just able to completely dive into what I want to do and the way that I want to live life. And there wouldn't be anything like holding me back or telling me that I can't. Um, yeah, pretty much every, every blockage that I have is either self doubt or it's anxiety. And if I could push past those two things, I think I'd be capable of achieving all the things that I want to in this life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think she won. Yeah. You, I think she won. You look so shocked. I want to know what some of these other answers are so badly that you've gotten here. What's the, can I ask what the worst answer you've ever gotten was? You don't have to name a name. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know if there's bad answers, but people sometimes just like kind of ramble on. Like, I feel like you're very like succinct about it and like have a point to it. Okay. I feel like sometimes people just start talking and you're like, and what are you talking about? Like, yeah, but they, they usually do come they get there. to, they, they get there. Yeah. They get there. You know, but again, you know, maybe possibly your experiences traveling or maybe your experiences with therapy, it seems like you have uh, like a, a deeper awareness of yourself than a lot of people that Thank come you. on here, you know? So uh, was that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I guess, yeah, there's a lot of us asking questions to like probe and like, yeah, there's not too much probing needed. Yeah. But you've, you've been you've been very <laughs> forthcoming. Well, yeah. I will say this, um, is that at least with me, and I know that a lot of people who are more reluctant to get into their emotions will experience this in therapy, where like they can vocalize it and they can, they are very self-aware and they can tell you just, you know, the actual like details of it all. But then when it comes to unlocking the emotion that's behind it, they have a very hard time with that. And that is something that I struggle with. Mm. So I can tell you what I am, why I am that way, how it came to be, all of the details there. Like I can make sense of it, but it'll still be something that makes me struggle because I haven't been able to like actually access the emotion underneath. So if you grew up in a, you know, in a house or whatever, if you, if you grew up thinking that you needed to repress your emotions in some way, that can often lead you there. And my therapist currently, I just switched therapists and she called me out on it immediately. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, you're a good one, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you're getting my money's worth. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but that is, I, I think that's something that is a blessing because you can understand the why, which is a struggle for some people. Um, but it's also a curse because it's like, ah, oh, shit, well, I know what it is. How do I feel it? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't, I, I got to start remembering to let people, do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah. Okay. So um, now I'll say this, but we'll see how you do on the Patreon. We'll All see right. If you can keep this streak going, but also how do you feel now after this process? I feel really good. Yeah. This was nice. Hell yeah. 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 You guys have very much created like a good, peaceful energy and welcoming energy to do something like this wonderful yeah thank you for saying that Absolutely. i worked really hard to do that <laughs> it's 
it's noticeable. Like you can tell like this was set up in a way to make people feel comfortable enough to do that. And you two have a good, like a very good dynamic with being able to <laughs> is, make it inviting. Josie, you're the most brilliant, spectacular person Hell we've yeah. ever had on this podcast. <laughs> and that's how you win chakra poppers, Yay. guys. <laughs> Kiss my ass every other guest they've ever had. I win. Yes, and of course that's one dollar to you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon which is the counter to this podcast and we call Chakra Poppers After Dark where we're going to enlighten Josie's shadow self. But we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jujitsu matches. And there's one up there right now called Crazy Cat Lady, which is a really fun experience. It was Ansley's most controversial jujitsu match today. I don't even know if I even mention this anymore, but this is a world champion to the next day. Jujitsu world champion. (laughs) And uh, Josie, do you have anywhere where people can find you? Uh, yeah, all of my social media is at Josie Marcelino, uh, which just is the look at how that is spelled in the title of wherever you're viewing this. Um, and yeah, if you, when does it come out? Um, I think two weeks. Two weeks. I will be at uh, Magooby's Joke House um, the end of January, I believe January 25th through the 27th. Um, and then I will be out of the country for two more months but then i'll be back and i'll have some more dates and stuff like that and it'll be a good time so come out and see me follow me wherever you follow people yeah definitely hop on that social media so you can see josie where she's hard to find this is a hard woman to pin down (laughs) yeah and thanks again for watching and listening we love you guys and we are out good night